0: Wrestling should be fun. G'day scholars and welcome back to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I'm your regular host, but now just your regular editor, Dom Philp on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. Uh, This week, I'm having another week off. As you guys know, if you're a regular listener, uh, I'm just having a couple of weeks off of hosting the show and I'm going to hand it over to the very, very safe hands of Matthew Brummett, Matthew Connolly and Ross the Boss Casey, right after I remind you that we are coming to you free of charge every single week on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts from. And the best way that you can support is to rate, review, subscribe, tweet it out, Facebook it out, Instagram it out. If you want to write a letter to your nan, if you want to act it out with your family in a play, all those things help out. We've seen slowly in ga- uh, slowly increasing engagement uh, with the podcast, the Shock Masterminds going really, really well. If you haven't checked those out, go and check out uh, Heat Number 6 with TK Cooper, uh, which was a very very uh, tightly contested one and of course the Heat 8 which was our big battle royal all coming out this week. Um, Outside of that that's probably about all the plugs I need to do. Let's get over to the guys that could actually find a bit of time to host some podcasting gold this week.
1: Right, so lads, so I'm Dom tonight, am I? I don't think I've got quite the enthusiastic flair. Matt, you went to drama school. Can you give us a really big, like, opening that's going to really hook the, hook the listeners in?
2: Oh, I feel I feel very unprepared. I feel just as lethargic, <laughs> to be honest. So no, is the answer.
1: It's too fucking warm, isn't it, to be that energetic? He's <laughs> absolutely piping. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> listeners, this is... <laughs> this is wrestling should be fun podcast episode something
2: we're 20
3: 20 yeah oh, fret. 20. xx yeah when
2: triple h and shaw
1: michaels wrestled someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: um
1: i think it was jimmy snooker <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right are we gonna go hot start with a call-up sheet
3: Yeah, let's go straight into the call-up sheet. We've got six people from Twitter who wanted to say hello, and awesome. um, characters from the genius minds of, of yourselves. So we're going to start off with Russ Canton from Torbay. Torbay, Torbay, which I believe is Southwest. I think.
1: Oh, oh. oh it definitely is, isn't it? Yeah,
3: I haven't checked that. That's your neck of the woods, Ross. Surely this has got to be one of yours. Yeah, I would just say that they that they're stuck on the M5 somewhere. <laughs> heading south to the beaches <laughs> always with the show is that a gimmick stuck on the 5 <laughs> they're always late <laughs> yeah <laughs> halfway like halfway in their ring gear and halfway in jeans <laughs> <laughs> not a bad gimmick <laughs> someone could run with that gimmick couldn't they
2: just a, the an unpunctual wrestler,
3: <laughs> especially in Britwrest. <laughs> when, like, when they do like three shows per day,
1: <laughs> I, I just like the idea that that he's always on the bill. But they, that that's how they always they always get in the mystery <laughs> mystery guest wrestler. I'm sorry, stuck on the M5. So we Ryback.
3: Next up, we've got. The number one fan for Don Philp, Instagram's number one fan, Phil Stopford. Doesn't Phil Stopford get like a call up each week? I think
1: he's milking it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to, to, to <laughs> it's weird because we don't want to put Phil off the podcast, but I think we need to do something to deter his, him getting a call up each week. I think every time he does ask for a call up,
3: we've got to give him a worse and worse gimmick. Like that. <laughs> How about the um, the Kurt Angle, um, float, as he's milking it? Yeah, he
1: <laughs> I, I think I think he should be. I think for this week we won't get him a too bad one, but I think he'd be Filthy Phil Stopford, and he'd like rub his thighs like Vic Reeves. If like we want many
3: ladies,
2: we can combine Filthy and Milkman and make him Pat Mustard from Father Ted. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, ballet, Mrs. Doyle.
2: Yeah, Phil <laughs> Stopford is now Pat Mustard. There we go.
3: <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Up next, we're heading to the states. Chad Dickens from West Pensacola. Jock all day, <laughs> all day. Do not think he reads Charles books. <laughs> well, maybe he's a jock who like
2: like has the. He thinks he's intelligent. It's kind of a Bo Dallas gimmick, but with intelligence. So instead of Thinking he's over, he thinks he's intelligent,
3: but it's he's a really yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Oh, he's running with that.
1: <laughs> to be fair, the Bleak House is a shit is a shit
3: hot name for a stable. <laughs> yes, fantastic. Yeah, love that. Thank you very much for the shout out, uh, Chad Dickens. Next up, James Cheek from Oklahoma.
2: I don't know, but his finish has got to be the cheek of it.
3: Yeah, or or just cheeky nandos. Or cheeky nandos, yeah. <laughs> If he's from Oklahoma, he's got to have some kind of barbecue sauce as well, right? Smashing that over someone's head.
2: For sure, for sure.
3: <laughs> Next up, uh, we've got um, our first female on the list, Queen of Memes, Kathy Carter from West Virginia. I mean, she, she's booked herself, hasn't she? We, we always get these, these people that turn up and like, no, you
1: can't give me a gimmick. I am the Queen of Memes. <laughs>
2: The name and the name and location means like she's wait. I mean, I could be wrong in my job might be off, but that's got Southern Bell all over it, right?
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: What was the name again? It was a literal. It was a uh, Queen okay. of Memes, Kathy Carter. Kathy Carter, West Virginia. She's Southern Bell in it all over the
1: joint. Oh, is she? Is she Dixie's secret daughter in like a TNA storyline from two thousand and eleven or something
3: <laughs> like that? And she'll be in some kind of romance because she's a carter with like who plays like not Jeff Jarrett because he's too old now. Um who else plays music? Why can't I why can't I think of him? Boogs. Did he raise? Boogs. It, Boogs is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Boogs. Love Boogs. that. And next up, it's a real simple tee-up. It's a guy who goes by the name of View Willies from the USA. <laughs> we'll have to be careful on that one. What, well, in B-I-E-W space Willies? So it's all one word, View Willies. So two Ws? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I, t- I, d- I don't think he's going to get past standards and practices. <laughs> he likes what he likes and yeah. you know we'll have to make sure that it's an 18 plus show what about instead of view willies let's get what about Jeff Seacock
1: <laughs> Jeff Seacock <C>. <laughs> Jeff Seacock
3: yeah we've impacted him I'm into it <laughs> <laughs> so thanks everyone for um, asking for a shout out and thanks for the support on Twitter which is now up to 11.4k in, in followers which is very pleasing that's good. Smashing! What's a shout out? I think that this that uh, this will go after the heat seven. So in terms of the wrestling, should be fun. Shout out! Well done to Matt, who uh, Matt Connolly, yeah. <laughs> Matt Rummett, who uh, who won heat seven. Squeaked through there. Squeaked through. Uh, it was a good heat. Well, it was Just a good. Heat. Know your subject, because I think everyone
2: did about the same on general knowledge,
3: but. Uh, yeah, Ro, mm. Ro obviously smashed his WrestleMania round. Yeah. Unbelievable. That was unbelievable, that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I participated in that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ro, I said this before, roe has gone from like a guy in the group that I knew was there and like he did pickums and stuff. And I was like, I know Ro. Like, and now he's just like a wrestling god. He knew everything <laughs> about WrestleMania. He's top of the pickums for the year. He's on a career run.
3: He's gone from being <laughs> Justin Hawk Bradshaw to JBL. Yeah, <laughs>
2: what, what a level up he's having.
3: <laughs> so that's the end of the course sheet. Next, cheers, Ross. Are we, <laughs> yeah, jumping into what the nerds
1: are watching? There's been a, a lot to watch by the nerds, hasn't there
0: I've been watching you?
1: Um, Should we kick off big with um, World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, one of the leading American wrestling outlets, uh, put on their Money in the Bank pay-per-view, didn't they? uh, You've you've seen that, haven't you, uh, Rossi?
3: Yes, yeah. uh, I I think I'm going to take this one of the three that we're talking through. I'll just quickly bring up the cards so that I can quickly bounce off each match quickly. We started off with um, the pre-show, which was a pretty big pre-show from, from Money in the Bank. It was the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, which started off with a really fun new entrance for the Mysterios, where they came in, the, where they co- where they went a bit um, uh, Stargate and had some kind of portal, and then entered into the like it was like a cinematic piece from like Lucha Underground. It was really really fun. Um, made me think, well, wow, they've been, they've been handed this this brand new entrance, and they're on the pre-show there's no way that they're going to lose the titles but they did damn lose those titles in in a really really fun match um the end was great i absolutely loved the the finish there was a there's a part where um 619 was aimed towards jay and uh uh, yeah uh, jay and jimmy did kind of like that um what roman reigns does where he ends up kind of sliding onto the apron in order to to actually take the 619 off oh yeah yeah which is really really cool um, and then he hit him with, with the big splash, which is obviously the finish for Jey Uso. And you assume that that, that that was the end of the match. And Ray kicked out at like 2.9 and the crowd went absolutely wild. And um, I massively bought that finish. And then um, seconds later, um, the Usos cheated to win um, with kind of uh, using the, um, the Uso that wasn't the uh, the illegal man was up against the ropes and using his feet on Jay whilst he was in like a roll up so there was like more leverage um which was which was fine with me because they're heels and they should be using those um sort of means to win matches in terms of being a heel um but the finish would have been amazing if it was um the first part of it but um i actually think that they probably did the right thing so that was a really great way to start off the show um really hot crowd as smackdown was also loved um seeing smackdown with the first pop for Edge it, um, at the start of the show in particular. Um, n- no shame in me saying that I, that I shed a little tear at that. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, then we moved into the main part of the show, which was the first Money in the Bank match, which, which was the the, uh, the female match where uh, Nikki Cross picked up the win and the contract um, using her new um, Nikki A.S.H. almost superhero character, which apparently is it's something that she's pitched to the to the WWE and and they've ran with and it's pretty cool. It's kind of your Molly Holly type superhero character, um, super super babyface, believe in yourself um, kind of vibe, and she's in a kind of kind of silly superhero outfit, but it kind of works because it's kind of just joyful and nice in a similar way to what the Bailey character was. Um, and the fact that she's all in on it, um, as Bailey was on her one, um, it works for me. Um, it was nowhere near as good as the men's one, which I'll talk about later. But plenty of people got um, plenty in, and in particular, Liv Morgan was big over with the crowd and and looked really, really good, which is great for her future with the company as she's the only one left from the right squad. Next up was AJ Styles against. Omos, i oh, sorry, Edge Styles and Omos um, beating the Viking Raiders. <laughs> I put on Twitter actually that um, it's kind of surprising that I've for- actually forgotten how good the big the the Viking Raiders actually are in like kind of previous to their WWE run. They obviously had the NXT run, which was very good. Prior to that, their Indies with ROH, Progress, um, New Japan, obviously really really great. Um, and they went to the WWE post NXT and kind of fell into that weird um, feud with the Street Profits that didn't really work. Um, It was all about skits and things. I made them all a bit silly, Um, but they're kind of returning back to being a serious tag team and it's working. And AJ Styles, my Lord, he is so, so good. He was amazing in this match. And when Omos was in the ring, he did big man things and he's just fun to watch because there's not many people like Omos in wrestling these days and he's fresh (laughs) and new and i'm enjoying him um you think he's getting even bigger oh, I, mean, it's a funny I was just about to say
1: <laughs> i basically i you would be proud of me on! i watched kind of watch money in the bank i kind of skipped bits and kind oh, of had right. stuff half on in the background but which for a WWE pay-per-view is quite impressive for me and one of my takes was i mean this is a cold take but he's very big isn't he he's I mean, getting thicker he was, like, like he so big he looked like,
2: before he had maybe more of a basketball physique, I feel like he's getting thicker yeah. and bigger, but it he might be where massive. I
1: don't see him so often, but yeah. Also, he looked massive next to the War Raiders, who were like, oh, yeah. oh, Viking Raiders, Viking, that's the way Viking Raiders, is it, now? They're yeah. mass Massive. He's
0: just fucking huge.
3: Yeah. Incredible. Um, really, 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 really works, and his finisher looks brutal, um, but safe, which is what you want. Um, And next up was Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. We've spoken at length about this feud um, in in the past few weeks and how much we've enjoyed it. Didn't expect to see the type of match that that we did see in this match where Bobby Lashley basically destroyed Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston came out hot, got like 30 seconds of offence in. But after that, it was a brutal um, loss for Kofi. There was, I think he, he suffered three dominators. Um, he he did manage to get out of the, um, what does he call his master lock, Lashley? Um, a hurt lock. Is it a Hurt lock? That, yeah, Hurt lock, yeah. Um, managed to get out of it, um, kind of wriggled free, but even once he wriggled, kind of Lashley caught him in midair and then gave him like a fall away slam thing, which looked amazing. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that it was boring and that. Um, why was it so one-sided? But in, but but in the storyline, Kofi Kingston's pushed his buttons and said that he's got soft. And last, and and Raw went off the air with MVP trying to um, make Lashley feel better about his loss to Xavier Woods that night with champagne and girls. And Bobby Lashley said, "That's that's it, no more bullshit," and just ripped up the sofas and whatnot on Raw. And then he carried that into the match and just. Yeah, looked like a dominant champion. And if, so say, um, Goldberg is next for him, then that's quite interesting because obviously Goldberg is known for squash matches and he's just completely squashed Kofi. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that Goldberg match. Is that what's going to be set up for Lashley to do to Goldberg in order to um, set up Lashley to be the beast that he is, which will be interesting moving forward. But I really do enjoyed- I mean, I mean, R- 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 Ross, I think you, you've like got that spot on. Um, that, like,
1: again, I, I, don't know what the what the public's opinion of of, the, of these matches. I've not, I've, um, I didn't have a chance to Google any reviews and stuff. But there have been no benefit for that being like a kind of a back and forth fifteen minute at which Lashley just slightly won. Like, no, be, like no one have been interested in that match. They, they. It made complete sense doing what it is. And this is someone who's an incredibly casual viewer of WWE. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there was backlash to that. I
2: um, I absolutely love this as well.
1: But I think the
2: reason there's backlash is because it's Kofi. And his fan base, I don't think, wanted him to get squashed again in a big title match the way that Lesnar dealt with him. So he's yeah, before. Kofi Not that that's my opinion. I think, was, I think that yeah. is where the backlash comes. Not that that's my opinion, but I think that's why there was some
3: yeah. backlash. Yeah, yeah, I have heard people say the likes of Balor Styles, for example, have um, gone toe to -to 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 toe with Lashley in the past and similar statures to Kofi. And why is it always Kofi that gets the beasting? But he doesn't... (laughs)
2: He's really good at it, yeah. I I loved
3: it. (laughs) Um, Next up was Charlotte Flair against Rhea Ripley. That was my match in the night. It was (laughs) absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, a million percent, a million percent my match of I night. It was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? Um, My big takeaway from it was the booking was a massive disservice to both of those wrestlers. Um, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley... Charlotte Flair is probably at a better level than Ripley is, but Ripley is on her way. Um, and the fact that, that they had those two wrestlers in this angle is such a waste. Um, the fact that people were... were we're chanting for Becky at the start of this match. One is fairly disrespectful, but, I, but it's understandable because of the fact that they put this angle in a way that you don't care about it because it's been so convoluted and so confusing with DQ finishes and who's the heel, who's the face. It, it was a simple storyline of one-upmanship, but they've made it so convoluted and you weren't entirely sure to believe in Rhea Ripley, um, which is the exact opposite of how they booked their Wrestlemania match which worked so well which is so frustrating because they booked it previously really really well and I was excited for the feud when um it started but everything previous to this third match has been absolute shite but the but this match they absolutely turned the crowd around and had them massively invested just through pure work rate and that's something to behold um just two class wrestlers doing the thing
2: i think um dom said it uh last time we were all on the booth or at least last time I was on with Dom that Charlotte might be the best wrestler in the world and I, I don't know whether I'd go as far as that but she's definitely in the conversation I, every time she has to deliver I feel like she does when, when the match is right kind of thing like so good this is her third good match with Rhea like you said the Mania one the triple threat with Io and now this one that I've all thought were great
1: yeah yeah i I just think when when charlotte gets room to breathe she's so good and and again interestingly like wwe which gets a lot of criticism for being very stage managed the matches and whatever i I, I don't know enough about it to know how true that is but it definitely from a kind of casual view appears that way but what happened tonight felt like wrestlers doing wrestling where, where in terms of Charlotte played off the fact of what Ross touched on, like the bad booking that led it to the Becky, you know, the, 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 we want Becky chance or whatever, to then flip that as part of it, as part of this match. Like, and, and I couldn't have imagined, like, and Rhea's really good, but if this was like Rhea versus Bianca I couldn't imagine that happening or even you know rear versus even even someone like even a Bailey who's brilliant you know what I mean I couldn't imagine it going the way it did tonight um because I think just Charlotte is so so good at that I mean there's a couple of moments there's obviously the um you know the <laughs> sticking the ones up to the crowd but then the bit I, I just thought the bit on the outside where she uh uh you know the the step spot I just thought how Charlotte timed that and her like acting—it's probably what you call it—around that just emoted so well. She, I, yeah, again, I know I'm just kind of repeating the same thing, but just she's fantastic. But and but interestingly, sorry, go on. No, no, go on, go on. Sorry, oh, I was going to say, interestingly, as, as Ross put it, like the, the the they got put in a shit position by the booking. But interestingly, I think that the match was better. Because of the bad booking, because they were put in that situation, you know they were getting the chance, and then they rall- rallied against it, so it's one of these things that sometimes happens with WWE that they've as a result of them going the opposite way, due to the talent being great, they've actually managed to make it make it better than it would have been if they actually had good booking in the first place, as counterintuitive as that is. yeah, I'm
3: just,
1: I was just going to
2: say as a spot, uh, the top road natural selection. Yeah. And the two count on it, and the, and Charlotte's reaction to just getting a two. She's won titles with that move, does it off the top, only gets a two.
1: Brilliant. I
3: have ever seen, seen anyone do that off the top. It was
1: pretty new. Yeah. But, but 90% of the, of well, actually 98% of wrestler reactions, even really good one, good wrestlers like Adam Cole, you know, the, oh my God, I can't believe that that move didn't win the match, is just... It's just very legs akimbo, isn't it? While Charlotte's reaction was brilliant, as Matt put. I just thought it like, genuinely looked like someone who was like, what the fuck? That makes no sense. How did she kick out of that? Like, brilliant.
3: Yeah. yeah um, as you say, easily, very much may well have been the match of the night in a, on a card where there wasn't really a dud. Um, so fair play to, to the WWE. Uh, next up was the money in the bank match for the male um contract, and I have to say that if the nXT match with the with everyone in it with um ricochet and etc was five stars i I can't see this being much lower than four. I thought it was absolutely brilliant um, ricochet
2: quite good at wrestling yeah, these type of matches especially maybe if not,
3: if yeah. not anything else he's obviously been doing some mad shit on raw. Of late with um, John Morrison, some of their matches have been absolutely mad um, into, and they've always had at least one massively memeable part of it in terms of ricochet jumping off things and he definitely had a few of those in this one um and I think that the fact that it was a winner that everyone seemed to want helped as well um the pop at the end when Biggie won the match was amazing, and it's well earned for biggie and there is now potentially uh, storyline in place for if the draft happens and Biggie joins Raw. Um, if 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 Lashley is still the champion, then that's a built-in storyline, isn't it? With what happened with the match here previous.
2: Yeah, and, and I I always wanted him to take the belt off Roman eventually with a long build. They've got that option still, even yep. if they don't do the draft. Like he could cash in the honourable way with a good story. Hopefully they get it right because it could
3: be yeah. a really massive moment for him
2: because yeah. everyone's behind him.
3: Yeah, he's... And interestingly, I, I, I went on his case match not too long ago doing um, stuff for the quiz and he's not worked anywhere bar FCW and the Fed. So he's like purely homegrown. Like, that's amazing, isn't it? Like, how good he is. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'm So charismatic. work on that spear still.
3: <laughs> oh that was a terrible landing. just
2: it, 50-50 they're just it's so rough in not it
3: um, just, just little things that I enjoyed it, um, on that um, match would be the drip off with uh, Seth and John Morrison I thought that was really really fun um, they, yeah, they played off each other and I think that they, they were actually the only two heels in the match so it really made sense actually to have that little um, part of the match where it was the, kind of the heels taking on everyone else with the ladders so I that was, that was that was really cool. And then, obviously, um, Seth turned on John at the end, which was which perfectly made sense. Absolutely loved Riddle doing all the RKOs and had me thinking, will Orton be a part in this match at some point? Um, and I absolutely loved that awful, that awful-looking um, powerbomb that Owens took. That, that looked horrific. Um, and, yeah, I'm a massive fan of everything that, that, that happened in the match, really. Um, and Drew McIntyre, obviously, was taken out um, which saves him from looking like he lost the match. Um, it's not something that I particularly want to see, but 3MB explodes needs Heath Slater, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we move into the main event, which... So, I, can,
1: I, can I be the... Yeah, yeah sure. I, I, I was thinking, should I say it or not? I'm, can I be a slight contrarian on that match? Um, and you guys are free to tell me to fuck off. But are we, I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of the Money in the Bank concept. Um, and multi-man ladder matches. So the combination of the two left me a bit cold. And I watched that match seeing, it was one of the matches I paid a bit of attention to. And I watched it being like, this is a this is a good match. Everything about the structure and everything works well. The guys all doing their job. But it left me cold because again, a, I just think, m-m-, like, and again, I've probably not watched the last two Money in the Banks. And yet I still watched it being like, I'm not, the last one, funnily enough, that, that you alluded to Ross was the NXT ladder match that was to and that's not necessarily that that was better or brilliant even though it was obviously a very good match but since then I'm just like what what can people do that hasn't done before in this match Like, it, I think it constrains them that format that it's very hard to move to not done what's been done before and essentially it's just like I find it a bit boring as horrible as that sounds um, and then also and again to jump to it and I've touched on here before but I hate the idea of money in the bank as a concept. I'd, I'd be i be happy if it was just a title shot. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe the title shot at SummerSlam. I'd be happy with that. Uh, well, it's not ideal, but um, I won't be against it. It's the idea that you can just cash it in whenever time—I think it undermines the belt. It undermines the champion. It undermines the brand. Like it undermines the company. It undermines wrestling. I just I'm really naturally against it, and I'm sorry to be the. The ball there, but that's why for me that didn't get anywhere close to Rhea and Charlotte for me that match.
3: Yeah, I I absolutely hear you, but I but but um, I'm in a similar vein to you. I'm a little bit over the Monty man ladder matches, but for whatever reason, I just felt that this match was really really great, and I love the fact that everyone had a beat to this match. You had Biggie having his big moment. You had Drew like it all, all over his. Um, in this match, she's built a feud. John Morrison got to got to beat his character um, with the drip stuff. Owens, at, at the start, where um, there was the silliness of um, Randy Orton's theme music, um, he kind of looked at them as if, like, this is the biggest moment of my c- career. So that kind of, like, p- portrayed his character now as kind of, he's going to be, be a bit more serious and a bit less c- comedic. Nakamura didn't really have he probably had the least amount in this match in terms of character progression, but he had boogs, so that's a win. <laughs> um, Ricochet proved f- something that he ha- that-, that he hadn't had the chance to in a long time in terms of big pay- big pay per view moments. Riddle carried on the RKO stuff, and Rollins um, obviously this led into what happened in the main event. So, uh, so for me, it wasn't like eight guys thrown together and nothing happens with it. I, I felt like everyone gained something from it.
2: As um, a quick aside, uh, and it isn't really, really to do the match, but it, it's a, a long planned story that I think they're telling of Kevin Owens really trying not to cheat anymore and be a good guy and just always losing It's yeah. so good. Like he just gets beaten up all the time now. Like Apollo beat the hell out of him for months with the, old, uh, the big lad, just yeah. giving him that big thumb all the time. And with Roman, he basically did everything right and lost because of bad refereeing and, and then because of all sorts of shenanigans. And then now he's like in the money in the bank, he's like literally stuttering everything that moved and then he still can't get it done because he's injured. But I just, that story, when he eventually goes hill, it's going to be the classic, I tried to do it your way and it's going to be great.
3: Absolutely. And then we moved into the main event, which um, I made the point on Twitter that um, I thought that, that these two absolute pros, the, the absolute madness that happened previous to, to, to this match, the, the crowd were a little bit spent and a little bit, Kind of either spent or just were wanting kind of yeah, just give us a bang, bang, bang match and then we can all head home happy. But they basically did. um, I saw Matthew from Botchamania said that this match was kind of the match that Triple H wishes that he could be having, um, where where they kind of took the crowd down for the first 15 minutes of the match in terms of really slowed it down and really made it um, a kind of a story match and then for the last 15 minutes it was balls to t- t- the wall f- uh, fantastic wrestling and obviously then there was the um the run-in from Seth Rollins uh, creep- I previous to that the, the run-in from the from the Usos and then after what happened to them previous in the night um they absolutely the right thing to do was to bring out the Mysterios to stop more bullshit from happening as as the faces um, and I just thought that the match was was fantastic and Roman continues to be the head of the table whilst also having that inkling of he's still doing it by being a bit of a shit, mate. And I just loved it.
2: Yeah, big fan as always. I'm loving the Roman run, loving the Roman matches. And uh, I, d- I don't know, the set stuff did feel a bit clunky to me. I don't want to speak negatively, of you I really enjoyed it. It was the only thing that didn't quite sit with me. It didn't make sense that he would want to... Surely he'd want to take Roman out on the run he is, but regardless, he wants to take Edge out because Edge took his opportunity. So yeah. there is some logic there. I can I can buy it enough. Um, but I mean, what a, what a match again. Yeah, like echoing what you said, really.
3: Yeah. I just think that it was a home run of a pay-per-view.
2: And the, and the um, Edge spear, when Roman set up the spear and it was actually Edge that did it after the Rollins attack. That, that got me. I
3: actually bit on that. I was like, no. But alas... And how do you guys feel about the Cena thing at the end? Yeah, exciting,
2: right? It is exciting. I just wish they hadn't thrown it on Battleground about three years ago, which I'm sure they will reference and stuff, but it would have been great if this was the first time of. Not that it really matters. I'm being picky.
3: (laughs) Yeah, um, Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. the, the, The story's
1: the pop, right? Yeah. So the reason why I watched Money in the Bank was, uh, was because of the, the live crowd setup. I was just interested to see how it how it clicked and fucking hell, that pop was outrageous. That was a massive pop, wasn't it? It was even bigger Mass- than it, 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 sound, sound, it sounded it sounded gargantuan. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, I, I, I think it was one of those that um, we've we, we've like said in the past how AEW do a brilliant job of not letting slip of these things, and yeah. I. Think Obviously, WWE have, have a lot more people that do slip those things to dirt sheets and the, and the likes. And it has been stated that Cena was coming back, but there was enough counter-arguments that the film meant that he couldn't do it that made it a, still a bit of a, a, a surprise, which is what you want, isn't it? Oh.
2: Yeah. And it'll be a good program, won't it? Like, there'll be some good promos. Roman's going to call back to when Cena did it to The Rock and said he was part-time, etc. There'll be some fun promos now.
3: And obviously, if Cena wins, he becomes tied, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the extra kind of bit on that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was Money in the Bank.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think my overall bit on it is um, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch or watch at least a bit of SummerSlam. So
3: yeah. Yes, definitely. I I don't know if um, people are free, but there's a few parties in London for it, which I think w- would be a lot of fun. It's going to be stacked in
2: it. Like the the card. If you think about like, so you're going to have Edge, Rollins, Roman, Cena, Lashley, Goldberg. If the rumors are true, you've got Sasha and Becky possibly both coming back. Maybe
1: one going for each tile, Who knows? And, yeah, it's going to be a killer card. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bloody hell! Like the the stage for Becky Charlotte. I'm not sure if they'll go that early with it. I don't know if that's a mania match, but 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 also, like, I just think like. Becky's going to have a lot of ring rust, and I think Charlotte would be would, would really help her through if that's
3: her first match back, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and for us fans over in the UK, it's on a Saturday night, which is fantastic. Yes. Is
1: it? Yeah. Amazing. That's great news.
3: Um, And, and so, on a...
1: I'm not, I'm not sure it's on a scale of, of, of a show as, as Money in the Bank, but I kind of wanted to have some thoughts on progress, which I thought, I don't know... Um, have you guys both part watched the card? Is that right, or have you have you not oh, you you not seen it? Yet, not. Have you? No, no, no. I've not. Unfortunately,
2: um,
3: I, it was, I've I've literally watched the one match. Yeah, yeah. The West Country match.
1: <laughs> um. The yeah. Well, I, I think I I, think, I, know, I know you've both seen the cards and I think I don't know what you guys think, but I think this is the biggest or the the yeah the biggest progress card since the since the return. Yeah, I know. So, for sure yeah it was yeah, yeah, obviously not not just the multiple title matches, but they had again, like i said there's the you know the the west country match and loads of like uh like feuds going off um I, I think generally actually progress is, and I know that i've probably been its biggest detractor on here, but things start to be clicking i think like there's again like the commentary thing which i which i i've criticized in the past now seems to be working. Um, there's some criticism to show that I will get to, but I think in general things seem yeah just a lot like they've they've established all their champions of who they are kind of they're like kind of long running now and you know what they represent. Each division kind of has a bit of a kind of a, has a bit of a a solid feel to it. Um, and and I know it's not and and people will say like oh it's not the same, um, but but when you think of the the two things like that progress you know always dominated on it had a really hot crowd obviously that's not possible now and it had a really deep roster because it had access to basically any good wrestler in the uk and beyond obviously it can't do that because the you know for multiple reasons but the nxt uk talent which i'm sure they'd that have had a a bit of access to, they'll all be in bubbles, won't they? So when you consider that, you know, and I'm sure then people would say, oh, well, they shouldn't have just done it at all. But, you know, wrestlers need to work, right? So I think when you take all that into account, I think progress have, have done okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And I think this card was a real showing of that, that there was a lot of good stuff. Um, like Again, I won't I won't necessarily spoil it all, but I enjoyed pretty much everything on it there was nothing that set the world on fire for me but every like pretty much everything in there i was i had an interest in um, and i watched most of it which i don't really do with wrestling at all i mean i watched considerably more progress than i did with money in the bank um but i think i think my biggest worry with progress at the moment is no matter what i say about it looking good the I'm worried about how many people are actually watching it. it. It it feels like a company without any buzz at the moment. I I don't know you guys, are, especially Ross, are much more kind of active, I guess, in the social media side of things and and see things going on. You, it just doesn't feel like a company that anyone's talking about, right?
3: Yeah, currently on social media, I think when you look at the kind of likes that they were getting pre-pandemic to what they were, to like what they're getting now, yeah. Um, you can see it just in data. Well, 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 Ross, if you want actual data, I'm a bit of a stat monkey, so I was interested in this.
1: Um, I went through because I was like, "When's the last time that um, when's the last time that progress had a um, hundred likes for a tweet?" Right, which isn't a particularly high. From it, they've got what like sixty thousand followers or something. Yeah. If you, it's. Um, Apart from that, there was three. I kept going back. There was three posts that I saw that went over a hundred likes in this in in the period before I'm going to get to, um, or the period after what I'm going to get to. One was about Alistair Black. One was about Jordan Grace, and one was about one of their staff's dog. So it wasn't actually related to the the the, pro- the, the product. The the one that you have to go back to where they're actually that's not a retweet, obviously, which yeah. is talking about progr- current progress is. The Lycos versus Cara Noir announcement, which right. was 31st of March. So that's three and a half months ago. And there's quite a lot of activity on their social media account now. And it took me, fuck if I knew it was going to take me this long, I wouldn't have scrolled this long. It wasted so much time just scrolling through yeah. to see. Um,
3: that's quite interesting to see this. Because I, I feel like um, the, the, the Lycos and Brooks lot that's 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 a real interesting point actually because that's probably the one community that's still there from britain but but interestingly there are a bunch of things that you see which relate
1: to progress which have over 100 likes not by a lot but they're retweets of the talent so it's like it's stuff where it's like the that talent page like lycos for example has got that amount of likes talking about progress but the actual progress yeah, Twitter has, and that just blew my mind. I mean, like again, like comparison, not I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, Ross or anything. But I was just like, if you look at that, like I went, oh well, look at wrestling should be fun, which is like I said, we've hit hit eleven k, which is a make a ma- eleven point four k something, amazing, great numbers. Still a lot smaller than progress, and we're not a wrestling, you know, not a wrestling yeah. company. It's just a like fact of like fan Twitter, and yet I had to go back. I think from when I was looking at it, three hours to find a tweet that you've gone up not three and a half months, three hours to get a plus hundred like one. If you go back a week, 800 likes, if you go in that period, there's multiple ones that go over a thousand, like so 10 times higher than the yeah. best thing progress got in that period. And it's like, I, I know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I know that the kind of content that you do is more likely to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shots and traction of cop, like it's just the nature of it. So it's not saying that you know <laughs> you're ten times bigger than progress, but it's just more of the, I said that I found that a really interesting top level kind of comparison, and and especially when you think about it, and, and I'm, I know people say, oh yeah, but social media likes doesn't equate to viewership, and, and maybe if we're talking about world of sport, which has like like which have like a TV slot on ITV, you're fine, but all progress is online, right? It's either on demand or on peacock or on the network whatever so when you've got a fully online profile social media interactions it's probably not a terrible way to as
3: a barometer to how well they're doing i don't know what you guys think about that i think it's a really interesting point that that you've made there and um it's something that i noted as i said at the start but i haven't done the data like you have um but so but something that i definitely have noticed is that even with like even with ourselves like you had the progress fans group, which kept you a lot more invested in um, the the product previously, which is now, I think it's still a, like, like it's now open in a slightly different way, but I think people will steer clear of it. And, and and secondly, it was a promotion that specifically I like, I can't tell you how many progress t-shirts that I've got, like, like that I would like loud and proudly wear them. And then post what happened, people have started to become a lot less kind of um, sickier flag in the ground about progress, but they probably are still watching it um, like how we are. Yeah, They're probably invested how we are in terms of watching the shows and enjoying the shows, but they still feel awkward to kind of say like, to like wear the badge of I like progress.
2: So like the shy Tories of the progress world.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Like, And that's something that I think will will change once the shows come back and people realise, you know, what's what's done is done. The roster is different. Let's get behind West once more.
1: Yeah, and 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 I really hope you spot on, Ross, because again, none of that that I just said was uh, actually what we clear. It was a dig at progress. I, I, you know, even if it is the case, not a lot of people. I don't have the magic answer because you know I know that you know there's what there's shots and ways you can generate buzz and and, any of that. But in general, I, I think. Apart from like some minor criticisms, I think that I think the product isn't. I think I think what's important in this time before they've gone live, they've built a skeleton bag of yeah. what the kind of what the new world means for progress. And then when you can start adding more kind of exciting, not like the current kind of exciting, but more maybe higher profile names to kind of layer that it, layer that in. Um, I think it's. I think there is a potentially a, an exciting future for progress. It's just hoping that happens and, and and it's and i think the key probably is when they eventually first do a live show is going to be like i'm sure it'll you know do really well but i just hope then there's enough going on that it sustains it and, and on paper now that there, that there probably is but it's just a it's just a watch and see and, and the one thing though about talking about when they finally get back to um going live which obviously no idea when that'll happen um but I just hope that they can keep Kara and Spike on the back burner until that happens. There, there was a, a, a brilliant moment, actually. Uh, like, And actually, to be fair, they've handled it impeccably so far, better than I could have ever <laughs> imagined how to do it. But there was a really great interaction with Spike and Kara on the show um, today. I know, I know neither of you have seen it. so. But you did tell me before, lads, that I could spoil it. So this yeah. is this is awesome, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there was a, a really great moment where Spike kind of was antagonizing Cara a bit and kind of saying that, you know, give him the match. And Cara was just quite, like, without speaking, but quite, like, dismissive. But in, like, in a face way. And it's like, there's obviously a risk the longer that goes on. Does it flip the thing? But, you know, again, I, I don't know how they're going to keep it on the back burner for that long. But but I trust them because so far they've, they've done a great job with, with keeping that as like oh my god this is the big thing
3: when it happens but of, of of making it make sense why it's not happening right now. Just as a quick quick a quick one on that, Bram. How how did they manage to do that in a babyface way? Well, because like like Kara
1: just looked like disgusted at Spike. Just like right. I don't want anything to do with you. Like it's not like a you know it's not like a I'm above you or anything like that. It's just more just like just. Like that kind of a, like a head shake and a look down, like fuck you, Spike. Like I don't want any, any, any and again, obviously, uh, it's not a hot take that that car has got dramatic chops, but I think he really, he really nailed it there. I think if that was a, if someone without those skills did that, I'm not sure if they'd been able to convey it that way. But he did well, and obviously, Spike was was just great through it all. I mean, just I, it, it's a it's
3: about a minute, <laughs> it's like about a minute segment, but it's almost really up. good. So it was almost like Kara was just like, I'm not rising to it, I know what you're doing, rather than...
1: Yeah, it, yeah, ish. And obviously, you're reading quite a lot into a, a, a one-second head shake. But it kind of, it seemed to me it had elements of that, but it also just had elements of just like, I just I just fucking find you reprehensible, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, yeah, it, it, it was that. One thing, and there are a couple of minor criticisms I just want to drop in, just because it's like, I don't know, I, I think... Just more frustrations on my side because I think there are the things that are holding it back. I talked about it before, but the some of the editing issues like are so frustrating. I think we talked about it before. There's that GIF on there on the on their Twitter of there being loads of loads of air between Ridgeway and uh, and a, and a, one of the like eyes me. this time round. There was. Um, the, the, the bigger fella from Greedy Souls, is, is he Brendan something? Brendan White, is it? It's like Brendan yeah. something. Anyway, he, he basically, they had like an exposed turnbuckle spot and it had a real close-up of the turnbuckle and his head clearly missing it. And it's like, you the benefit of not being live is he can cover that shit up because yeah. stuff like that really takes me out of it. Anyway, that's a bit... Childish, but actually talking about fucking childish, Teeks and Mambo, who we all obviously fucking love because they're ace and they're doing fantastic work at the moment. They're doing this fucking cream pie thing at the moment. And I can't believe I u- use that sentence, but that's it. But like a clown cream pie, just for the record. <laughs> thing. And I just fucking hate it. I just actually, you, you guys fucking, next, when fucking Teeks comes back on the next round of Shot Mastermind, tell him to stop the cream pie stuff. In more, in, in more ways than one. And and finally, one final thing. Roxy Hells Bell is, I think, the worst wrestling name of all time. Like, she's just... No. Roxy, with like two X's, Hells with a Z and Bell. It's like the most like... 13 year old corn exchange gimmick i've ever seen and it just like generally just i did i fast forwarded the match because i was just and this shows that i'm a childish 36 year old like, i just couldn't get over roxy Bell, so i just fast forward i'm not I've, my time is precious at the moment i'm quite busy at work i've got a little one I, i'm not watching a match with roxy Bell, so hopefully she'll be repackaged as i don't know Something one of one of our Cam- Camden games. Hills
2: bells, probably.
1: <laughs> Hell's bells. well done, Matt. There we go. Camden Hills bell, all back at the forum, all over it, all over that. So anyway, sorry, I know that was a bit of a wild and and swinging rat uh, chat about about progress, but um yeah, I know that you guys said don't spoil it, but I thought I tried not to spoil it where I could.
3: <laughs> no, cheers, man. Uh, um, it, uh, sounds great. And the one match that I did watch, I massively enjoyed. Um, Riley. Um, Sterling I thought it was fantastic great um, great little story um, only mild c- criticism was that Riley didn't carry on with the bad back once the match was over I thought if it, um, if he'd have done that then it's chef's kiss
1: <laughs> is it just because you West Country boys are really hard so after the match it's like <laughs> you not even feel it
3: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, looking forward to watching the rest of the show um, as you say it sounds like it's a uh, very great one. Yeah, yeah. again, it's, I think
1: it's just that match is, is quite a good summary of the show. Just a lot of good standard matches without, like, setting the world on fire. But just, uh, yeah, just delivered and, yeah, just hope they can keep it up, really. Fantastic.
2: Slammiversary, lads. A little bit on Slammiversary. Yeah, that sounds great. I don't really have too many hot takes. I just thought it was a really solid show. Um, I think the best match was probably the opener for me, the X Division match. A bit like what we were saying with the Money in the Bank match that WWE did, I felt like everyone had a role and everyone did that role really well. Um, Chris Bay and Ace Austin are very good at these type of matches. They can wrestle them with their eyes closed probably. They're just, I mean, they're two excellent talents that Impact are lucky to have and they're only going to get better, I assume. Uh, is it Rohit, the lad who had the belt before, is just an absolute brilliant chicken shithill. Just brilliant. amazing. Uh, and his perfect role here being slimy, and Josh Alexander is absolutely phenomenal. And the spot with I can't even remember who was involved. It in. Alexander was definitely involved. I think Bay was the reverse runner off the shoulders.
3: Yeah,
2: was uh, dangerous, ridiculous, and brilliant. Um,
3: um, wasn't it, um, Pete Williams, with the yes? Yeah, yeah. Was it a
2: Destroyer even?
3: Though, yeah, was
1: yeah, it? It was. yeah, yeah. I mean, insane. Well, on, on Josh X Alexander isn't absolutely lovely when like tag teams kind of split or whatever and then you kind of like oh god what's going to happen to them and to see page doing so well on which we'll get to later but on on dynamite and then seeing um uh, and then seeing alexander doing such a good job as well like you're always worried when you see they were a great tag team you think what's going to happen and they've just both absolutely smashed it in completely different ways in different companies
2: and i, I love that alexander can be kind of a ground and pound real wrestler, if you will, but yet still wrestle this match and be himself and it completely worked.
1: Yeah. Just really good, isn't he? he, Well, he seems to be, like, the kind of, the, the the high, and and don't get me wrong, I agree with Shaft about the criticism of those kind of matches. I'm still with it, with him on that. But I think in terms of Alexander, he has been, like, the star of, like, the last three impact pay-per-views or whatever it is, last three or four. He's done such a good job.
3: Yeah. the one takeaway that I had from that match was the fact that there is the argument that maybe Alexander should have lost that match because it's not his type of match, but the fact that he won it goes, to, it really puts him into that, um, into that, um, league now in terms of, yeah, yeah like, like, like he is an ex guy now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, completely. I think, I think you're right. Cause they could easily, like you say, yeah, it was a good opportunity to maybe take it off and move him on. But now he's proven he is the king of that division. Completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, exciting times in impact. I mean, we could go for a match, but I mean, that, for me, there was nothing that was like worthy of massively talking about apart from possibly the main event, which was you know what Callahan does well—these sort of brutal matches. Um, he can do like normal matches too, like he did them with Tessa, and they were great. Um, but this was more in his wheelhouse so probably you know a few more weapons and Omega obliged, didn't he? The, he's pretty good at wrestling as well. Um, but the most that exciting
1: match—that is- was my favourite match, actually, Matt. The um yeah. I, the, the main event. I thought it was I, I, like again, um I, again, it's one that I've not a chance to see what what people thought of it yet. But um again, to to pull the curtain back. But we, we're only we're just on Monday, aren't we? So I, I only I only I only managed to to finish it this weekend. But the yeah like just I, I admit, like, again yeah like you said, Omega's so good. But and, and we've seen him do those hardcore matches really well. This might have been. I think I might have preferred this to maybe even the like the Mox ones. I, I, I thought it was just so good
2: yeah um no arguments for me uh, Callahan's really good I, He sends the split opinion online Callahan, and I'm not really sure why because I think he's just really good for, as a character yeah. and as a wrestler, but there's a section out there that I seem to find on Twitter that do not rate him at all i don't know what the reason is
1: um, I, 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 I guess the I guess the big um the big thing coming out of Slammiversary in terms of hot pops how do you compare? The um, the Cena and his obviously his brilliant entrance music to um, Mickey James rocking up with hardcore country,
2: <laughs> different pops for different occasions.
1: Um, I, I there was love some that. big I love pops. That. I love hardcore country. Yeah, real
2: real good. And there was a few when there obviously no way made his impact debut. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, and uh, Thunder Rosa was a pretty cool cool get but like, we should be. probably talk about older old, uh, old J white turning up at the end i guess was probably the biggest takeaway are impact going to put on omega Jay white
1: is I that mean, possible i like i've got no idea but going back to what what i think it was ross was talking about in terms of companies and keeping secrets like i could not believe it i saw the kind of logo and i was like i'm sure that's no and i was like maybe it's no cuz it's not elp and then it was like that's that is fucking JY at slammiversary like the JY, not a man dressed up like JY. That is JY at slammiversary I was like, you know, when you like, I didn't even pop because
3: I was just like open mouthed, <laughs> like what the fuck, it's incredible. I, and I actually felt a bit like the crowd were like that as well because the pop wasn't that big. It was almost like people were just like, as you say, kind of like, what? <laughs>
1: like the <laughs>
3: crowd, you could see the crowd close up. They're
1: all
2: like, what? Like that's JY. Do like? we? If you had to bet now, do you think Impact are going to put on a pay for you? say Bound for Glory October, and the main event is going to be Kenny J? Oh, like,
1: is that possible? I just don't get... How does the money work? Who's paying for What? I don't, like... There's, who's a, going to pay it?
3: there's actually a screen cap of when he's on the... Um, of, like, when he comes out, and uh, two belts are on the floor, the Impact title and the AEW title, and he's staring at the AEW title. So people are thinking that it's going to be on that...
2: That would be funny, wouldn't it? If Impact do the build for
3: AEW and
2: then AEW take well, the match.
3: Well, actually, that would wouldn't surprise me at all because that's kind of how this partnership has gone, isn't it? Like, yeah. they've 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 got the the, the like rubber of the green of having Jay White on that show. It was a memorable moment on that show. I think that's where they're going with it.
2: But if they oh, get that, oh, I don't want to get into too much fantasy booking, but Kenny ain't holding the AEW for long, is he, or is he then? Oh, I don't know
1: i mean i've got i, I got no idea i'm literally sorry for sorry for listeners you've got three lads saying i've got no fucking idea what's, what's gonna happen here uh, hot hot takes but i have got no I,
2: I like that i don't know this throws into doubt the the hangman match now because i'm like well maybe like you say if, if jay's looking at that and he's ironing that up he's not surely setting up a match with hangman if he's confronting omega and they've got the bullet club history it's there's so many strings to the bow
1: now uh, yeah no no idea what well, one thing did he? by the way like impact edited that was edited that just that was produced perfectly because at the end before obviously you know the idea that it, like obviously offered the too sweet but then there was like a run-in right did you guys get that because fin
2: juice did a run-in didn't they
1: was it FinJuice? because i mm. again i re i was uh maybe not watching it on the most legal form of the internet. Um, and I just did a mild, like, rewind. I was like, "Can I see something? And rewind, I'd look at something else. But for me, I thought, is that Orange Cassidy? That makes no sense. Why is he running? But I was like, so it must be someone else. But I didn't have time to go back and look at it. So Finn Juice
3: makes sense. Yeah, so uh, Finley took the Switchblade to end the show.
1: Oh, was that actually all on the show? Oh right. Oh my, my I thought. No, my but it fee- did
2: cut off it did cut off on I watched it live in it I don't know if you watched live Ross, maybe you had a different feed, but it cut off on mine before the end. Oh okay. I just read I just read online they uh, Sean Ross Sapp was in the audience and he tweeted out that uh they Finn did the running, yeah, and what
1: you said was oh. on- uh, yeah, because because again, the the thing that I watched was the same cut off as you, Matt, and I thought that was on purpose, and it was brilliant. Like the timing to get that right, I thought it was so cool because it was just like a, you know, like, yeah. the, you know, the old kind of like roll things up like, like cliffhangers. But that was actually like a really well done, like a fucking. It was like a David Lynch cliffhanger rather than a Kevin Dunn yeah. cliffhanger. <laughs> like you know, what I mean, it was a, uh, it was just done so. And strike,
2: well. striker, striker doing a Tony Schiavone, We gotta go.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. it's just 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 but but done like done really well like it was like oh my god like yeah i i, I thought
3: that was so hot my so hot. my only other take from the show t- two quick ones were i know how pete williams has said in the past that he's a bit frustrated with with what's happened to his move in terms of when you used to watch like when you go back and watch his like his matches from oh three or four and like he hits it and the crowd just goes absolutely wild
2: mm. he hit
3: he hit what he hit in that X match in the first one, as you said, Matt, that like, incredible version of, the, of his move to be like, finally, I've been able to, to like, even enhance the move. And then in the very next match, the kind of joke match between Myers and Cardona, there was, a, there was two in that match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other thing was just shout out to Sabin and Moose. I absolutely love that match. I thought it was really, really good.
2: Moose is fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> I know he lost as well, but oh, I just bloody love
3: Moose. I absolutely loved the um parts where he topping the shit out of him, and then he was about, uh, uh, and the crowd were, even though he's the hill the crowd were doing one more time because they just love it. And then he just was like, nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic, wasn't it? Fantastic.
3: Right, lads. I watched a Noah
1: show, but I'm not going to bore everyone because I think we're already running long, and Dom's going to have a heart attack when he's listening to this. So. Do we wanna I reckon let's let's jump straight into straight into dynamite. Yeah. What fuck it like that again, there was nothing particular on that show that was red hot, but that flew by, right? Jesus, it's fantastic. like and not that anything was bad, but like I just thought that flew, so entertaining, so flat, like just great TV, really.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really good, isn't it? Dynamite! Right? That main event was really good. I um, I thought they were going to um, give uh, Paige the win. Stupidly, yeah, me too. Yeah, because I thought, just like... I thought they were going to. I mean, it has gone on a while this, but I thought they might drag it out and give Darby another wrinkle to his character and come back with like a little bit more zombie
1: ness. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen, Max. But I don't know if that was them just kind of like twisting it, saying, "No, this is all rocket strapped to Darby," and yeah. But um, it it'd be he? interesting what happens with what are they called. They called like they've got a really default name like best tag team ever or something like. What are they? But like, him and Sky, Page yeah. and Sky, I've not words. It's very totally forgettable.
2: Well, that ego's edge was not forgettable.
1: That oh, was fuck disgusting. Me. Fucking hell, that was absolutely brutal, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Um. Any any other any hot takes, guys on Dynamite, or oh, just
3: very good? <laughs> I'm. I'm I'm still at the point with that wave of dynamite where I haven't seen the, the previous week's one, other than just like the stuff on Twitter, um, because of all the stuff that that was on this on this weekend. And I normally normally watch it on a Friday on ITV. But I think, but um, me and you, Bram, did have the conversation about the crowd reaction to Ter Starks. Uh, sorry, that broke up on my side a bit there. Ross, the crowd reaction to, to Starks?
1: oh, yeah, yeah, this is a really interesting point. It'd be interesting to see your thoughts on this as well, Matt. Like, yeah. About with, which like didn't surprise me that, like, Starks is, like, the crowd are, are going to be behind him. And the interesting thing, like, because Cage, and it's not, like, the crowd hate Cage, but he's not, you know, he's not someone that the average fan's going to identify with. So I, I got I got it that this is just, that the idea was always to kind of, and if you look at all the previous segments, that Cage is supposed to be the face here and, and look at the match, like it's very clear Starks and the other lads of the heel, Cage is the face. But obviously, naturally, Starks is a really great, exciting wrestler, not who wasn't particularly well known before starting in AW. So the crowd are gonna um get more behind him than a a, a very talented but still muscle bound, not exactly <laughs> sympathetic figure. In, in cage, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Yeah,
2: Starks is um, he's just dripping in charisma, isn't he? That's the thing. Mm. So even as a heel, it's kind of like a bit mm, to to an extent, kind of like a. Well, I I get the same feeling with Stark that I get with Eli Drake. Uh, wait, L A Night. Sorry, uh, in NXT, right? I just really like them because they're just full of themselves and cocky and brash. Like mm. I can get behind it. So yeah, I, I'm not really surprised that that fans are the same he's a great promo how yeah.
3: how do you think that they should follow up from that like last week because they can't not address it right surely they've got to do something like like for me like the crowd reaction there tells me that whatever they're trying to do isn't working because uh, my, my gut
1: is i think dynamite will uh, aw will just maybe press ahead and just be like, right, well, this is the story. You guys react to it how you want. And then I think it will be the next Cage and Stark's things that will then be governed by the reaction rather yeah, I mean, than then doing,
3: doing an immediate rewrite. I, I don't know if you guys think otherwise. Yeah, you, you are probably right. But yeah, like to me, it just didn't sit right. Like Cage, like, they can't do much more with Cage in terms of the character. Like, he's done everything right in terms of trying to be the sympathetic guy in terms of trying to do the right thing, like giving nods of respect to, to Sting. Like, they couldn't have done much more. And still, like, it was bananas how the crowd reacted when Starks cheated to beat him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, obviously, would you maybe think of repackaging him as maybe like that 70s guy or the fat chick thriller or something? <laughs> you know,
2: that
3: would help.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. History, history tells us that that works. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs>
1: Um, if, yeah, I don't no, know if you're... You, you, you spot on there Ross uh, Yes yeah, spot on
2: One really really tiny thing That you probably noticed as well And again it's a screen grab one So maybe it's a bit more For the Twittersphere Ross has seen it The look Jungle Boy gave Luchasaurus when he put Christian on his shoulders Very good I like that That storyline's got potential I think Cage mm-hmm. and Jungle Boy uh, Christian and Jungle Boy I should say There's enough cages
1: around um, It's almost yeah. like he's got Acting in his blood Isn't it
2: yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost as if he comes from a line of actors. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's, I like that the story isn't just Christian playing mind games. Like, it's actually the other way around there, where like Jungle yeah. Boy's getting frustrated. Like, oh, hang on, you're moving on my patch here. Like, that's my thing. So even more Shades of Grey, which we all love. Yeah.
3: And obviously that, that, that like lends into the Battle Royal as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Perfect, yeah.
1: Um, and I think that I think that we'll, so that one 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 section that we haven't talked about, which I think segues perfect into our um our roundtable of the evening, is um, is Dark Order. I think you had some thoughts on that, Matt, for, uh, for on the Dark Order map for the roundtable.
2: Yeah, I'm sure at some point here, Don will do a wonderful intro
0: and will segue, like you say. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our main event of the evening. Coming in this week at the 66th minute and 22nd mark, this is The Wrestling Should Be Fun Roundtable. Have you ever, ever
2: felt like this? How strange things happen? Are you going round the twist? Have you ever. But uh, I just wanted to talk about Dark like Order and how bloody lovely they are. And their whole journey, there's no real point to saying, like, I haven't got a question, like, do you think? Or I just want to talk about them generally from their journey into AW where they didn't maybe get the warmest reaction. They maybe didn't quite get it right for the first couple of months. Then they had, of course, Brody Lee and that reinvention and like, being a genuine threat and a, a sinister organisation for a bit. And then now they're just Hangman Pages, comedy bros, but they're still serious enough that, like, they're just a great, team and, and when they get the opportunity to wrestle they're all good i mean people like john silver have really shone in the ring when they be given the opportunity i just love I, I love everything i also laughed that kenny omega made it or offered a five on five match is the twist going to be that it is going to be number five versus five of the elite
1: because oh. there is
2: literally a five isn't there
1: oh um, very clever Matt. i didn't think of that. that's exactly but, um, what's going to happen isn't it
2: but um, but yeah, I just I just love the dark order right now. I love that there's a faction that just want to be pals with with Paige. Like that is seems to be their entire goal for the last two three months. They just want a pal, uh, from the big fake celebration from months ago all the way to now, where Paige has accepted it and is, oh, it just fills me really warm. It is wrestling should be fun. I think personified the dark order at the moment, and I wonder if you two are as in love with it as me.
3: Yeah. But yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, Ross's Mr. Wrestling should be fun, so I'll let him go second, but yeah, I, I, I think that just works so well. With the massive irony, obviously, is that there's like there's a New Day like thing there, isn't there? Which is like how they really failed um, when they started, and then they kind of went just, well, they will kind of just do our own thing, and then just got massively over, and Dark Order, who, you know, was, if you probably go back and listen to either things early on here or when um we were doing the the reviews on the website of, of early day aw and there was a lot of talks of dark order just not clicking and then they kind of did their own thing and obviously you know there's all the Brody stuff but even part of that i think it just it's just really clicked um one question i've got matt sorry before for ross gives his take do you think that group would work without john silver do you think he's the most important key there
2: I I think he is. I think he's got a wonderful balance of seriousness and comedy about him. It's hard. It's sort of a natural thing to have in wrestlers, but he seems to have it. Um, So, yeah, he feels like the unannounced leader, even though it feels like Uno, obviously, is the main guy on the stick a lot of the time. I feel like Silver kind of is the leader. I know they said they haven't got a leader, but, you know, the guy pushing it. Yeah. And then Page at the moment is, I guess, the leader in some respects as well, because he's the one driving them on and getting them Potential tag title shots. So um, yeah, that's that's my. I just bloody love them, guys. They're so lovely. They're what I want is more stables that just want friends, like the best friends as well. They're another one. Just want pals. That's what all wrestling should be. What
1: yeah, about man. friends as a six-month stable. <laughs> Six friends, but
2: I don't want respect between these friends. By the way, don't have it twisted. Uh, but, but, um, but just being pals.
3: Um, uh, boss man, yeah, Matt's Matt's got it spot on, um, and you make a really interesting point. There's that's, that's, that's something that I didn't actually think about, Brum, in terms of the correlation between them and the New Day. Um, kind of self-made in terms of they were given something creative, gave them, it's not really worked. they they've they've made it their own through horrendous circumstances yeah um obviously that plays into the sympathetic nature of them um and it will forever be that that way. I don't think that you can ever really have have them go back to being heels in my opinion unless you have say evil uno trying to take it back to, to what it was and then having like a splinter kind of yeah. thing happening the lie <laughs> um but yeah um joyous my only thing with it personally, is that I absolutely love Colt and I feel that like Colt's such a peripheral figure. Mm. Um, I would probably get rid of him at some point from that, um, possibly move him across to just like, maybe even take, like put him onto the commentary table. Mm.
1: I'd, I'd, I'd quite like a short period of that though of like a proper wanker Colt heel run where he turns on the Dark Order. Um, I, I think that would be fun.
3: Yeah, um, because he does just feel a bit like Dark Order and Colt a little bit. Completely agree, yeah. really feel agree. Part, He doesn't really feel part of it, so him, him turning on them wouldn't, wouldn't be a terrible thing in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love them, and I'm with you on John Silver. John, John Silver is amazing, and Evil Uno feels a bit like the Farouk of the group, and <laughs> um, John <laughs> Silver is the rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're absolutely spot on, Matt. And does that uh, make Stu Grace and Mark Henry? <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Mark Henry could actually join them.
1: <laughs> is that, is that, but yeah, he could. <laughs> yes. and Mark Henry just replaces replaces Colt with no no real discussion.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like Matt's Matt's absolutely spot on. Um, spot on. Um, a joyous, joyous stable that. I can't wait for the, like the in-ring celebration, similar to a a Rhea Ripley type vibe in that NXT celebration when she won the title with all of Dark Order, when finally it happens, Um, getting goosebumps. Just think about it.
1: Well, I mean, there's such a great correlation there between in terms of, again, not getting over initially and then flipping the other way. I mean, Hangman page. I know, like, everyone said this a million times, so I'm adding nothing, but I just think it's interesting just more of adding that in, in correlation with a dark order. But a guy who, when it first, when AW first started, and he was obviously had a big, a big kind of spotlight shined on him, and it just wasn't quite there to who he is now, who is just fucking gold. Like, just, yeah, lovely to see.
2: And layered and three dimensional, and oh, yeah, these, like it's like with Britt Baker. I, I know I'm boring by going on about the same thing, it was the same sort of <laughs> thing where they've just got it right. Eventually, Dark Order is added to that list now for me. Of like they were right when they said that was going to be a thing, it might not have ended up the thing they thought, but they've worked hard enough to make all these things a
1: thing now. But when you think about it and just go through everything going on, you know, and we touching it, like it's like Jungle Boy, and you know, and all the all the like the in a circle as like Sammy and like the, the rocket strapped to Derby and everything going on. It's dynamite AW's really fucking good, isn't it? And Omega's gone on his
2: journey as well, hasn't he? Omega went from getting a bit, Omega went, there was a point when people weren't necessarily turning south, but were a bit like, see, and now he's become fresh again as well.
1: He's red hot books. Everything just seems to be, like I said, everything Cody. But I'm still holding on to my, that he's going to go, he's going to go full, um, Homelander, and that's gonna make up for it all. But apart from Cody, AEW's on fire. And and on that on that bombshell, do we got any anything more or should we jump into Booker Bingo?
0: B-I-N-G-O and Bingo was his name, oh this is Booker Bingo.
3: Can I just quickly make a point on the Homelander thing? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I watched the... um, I don't think that you're on the pod when we talked about AEW where um, Arn Anderson's son wrestled with with Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you notice that when Cody um, was on the ramp when Anderson got the win that he kind of gave him that look of like, how dare you take the win? No. I didn't actually that's that's fantastic it was it it was only slight and as soon as Anderson looked at him he kind of changed his mood and was like yeah great but like <laughs> like I spotted it and as like as soon as you've mentioned the the Homelander thing I do spot small little glimpses of it and I can tell that um in like in my mind it, it is happening at some point
1: yeah it's gonna be it's it's yeah it's gonna it's gonna be yeah I'm, I'm just i'm re- the problem is i've really set myself up to it happening but if it doesn't happen i'll be a bit gutted
2: heel cody going back on his promise and challenging Paige for the title would be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> the heat
3: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: um right so Let's right. We're gonna go into Booker Bingo. Sorry, that's the worst segue I've ever done. Bingo <laughs> and Bingo was his name. Uh, uh,
2: what about? Do you not want to do the the other round table in Brum? Are you thinking of time and that...
1: stuff? Yeah, I'm thinking of time. I think I think Dom will go fucking ape shit if we try and stick in another round table now. <laughs> so um <laughs> I do actually have time, but um yeah, I won't. I won't put won't put Dom.
2: We can
3: save it through that back,
1: Um, the oh, actually. You know what Lance? I have accidentally just done a book of bingo, and it was so good that I just think that there's absolutely no way that we can't go with it, so <laughs> I am going be the I'm gonna be the judge, and you guys can be the bookers. Great Kali versus deonna parazzo go. <laughs>
3: <sighs> oh. Where's Row? <laughs> yeah, know. where I is hey,
1: Ro? Sorry, I just—it was one of these things. I was going to do um, a thing where I worked. I did like a—I uh, was just in the same page as the book of bingo, and <laughs> I was just going to just try to build it, do a quick formula to see to random formula to see who it's going to be out of the three of us. But because i pressed on the sheet, it just came to Great Cali and Dionna Perazzo. and I was like, I can't leave that. I've got—I've got to let go. Okay. Oh. One man, I'm going to pick on you. Go for it.
2: Oh God, I've got nothing. Right. I love Dionna Perazzo as well. Got got stuck with the great Carly. Um, um hmm. I really, am struggling here. Really struggling.
1: Well, well, I mean, you're very lucky, by the way, guys. The, um, I just, re- I, I just. Uh did click the undo thing, but obviously this sheet refreshes every time. You could have got Tino Sabatelli versus Amber O'Neill. My wrestling knowledge is pretty good. I don't know who Amber O'Neil is. Ambro- is Amber O'Neill. Is
3: It's um, RBD's... <laughs> <laughs> is she the girlfriend or his girlfriend's girlfriend? I think she's the girlfriend.
0: <laughs> well, she's not. There's Katie Forbes, who's Rob Dendam's wife. And then there's Jennifer Barlow, who's Katie Forbes' girlfriend. I don't know who Amber O'Neill is. Anyway, back to Booker Mingo.
1: So you can't complain to me about Great Cali and, and, and fucking no. Jimmy
2: Parazzo,
3: When You could have had Tino okay, Sabatelli yeah. versus Amber O'Neill. Come on, I'll have a quick crack.
2: Okay.
3: Um, so I've just looked up that um, Gianna Parazzo's current boyfriend is Steve Macklin yes that is true who was in uh the stable with gunner and whatnot i can't remember what his name was um forgotten sons there you go oh, and i literally forgot them you forgot them. <laughs> but by the way on a side note to that don't you think that's
1: i think steve macklin i think it's a really similar name to um chris pratt's fake cop character in in um in uh what's it called um with Leslie Note. What's that fucking show called? at Parks and Recreation? Oh, yeah. yeah. And every time I seen Steve Macklin, I think he's like like a really cool FBI agent or something.
3: <laughs> Love it. Okay, so we're gonna be going on to <clears throat> onto RAW in twenty twenty, when the when the Forgotten Sons were on RAW. And
1: before they, you forgot them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's in the, and it's in the Thunderdome, so there's no one really around. And uh, they're struggling for ratings and they're going to go back to, to, to the guest hosts. And Great Carly comes up as an option because he's in town for one of his films. And he becomes the guest host and they're not really sure what to do with him apart, apart from maybe having a face-to-face with Braun Strowman or something. But to fill time, they're like, do you remember the Kiss cam and Carly's like yeah I love the kiss cam let's, let's do it so they end up just kind of filling up the crowd with wrestlers that aren't being used on the show and it ends up that Steve Macklin is next to let's say um, Mickey James and Mickey James and Steve Macklin look at each other and are like a bit awkward like oh we're on kiss cam and Great Carly wants to kiss because that's what great Carly loves about wrestling is, is the kiss cam. So we don't want to let the fans down or Carly down and they go in for the kiss and they actually really, really like it. And they end up having a, like, um, they end up kind of going back to, to, to the hotel and, and, and things happen. And Dionna Perazzo is heartbroken. She's tweeting about it. It's a public thing, a bit like on Bite This with uh, Lita and Edge and Matt Hardy it's the B-Way thing. It's a big thing online. Social's going crazy for it. Um, hashtag kiss cam trash bag is what <laughs> people are calling Mickey James. <laughs> um, and um, Gianna Parrazzo is heartbroken. She forfeits her title on Impact. She's out of wrestling and um, she realises that she needs to get that WWE contract and she needs to wrestle. Great Kylie in a um, uh, what's the bamboo match called? The. The garden prison. Yeah, the, yeah. So um, she arrives on um, on Raw, and the crowd go absolutely crazy. Similar to when Matt Hardy was the cheated one in WWE, where where people want want justice for the honor, and um, she. And she doesn't lay the blame with Steve Macklin because, because she still loves Steve Macklin. And she can't get to Mickey James because, because Mickey James has been sent packing by um, WWE with a trash bag. Um, and all that she can do is challenge Carly to a Punjabi prison match um, to get um, justice for the broken relationship. And um, it's a pretty savage match. There's blood from both wrestlers. And um, eventually um Perazzo climbs the Punjabi prison and gets to the bottom, salvaging her pride and as the crowd go wild and she moves on to the Royal Women's Championship later on. And that is my match between Great Carly and um Diana Perazzo.
1: No one ever beats Con Man when he goes last, but no. I, He's got I'm a, not a, a Ross May, May change. That was pretty exceptional. Go on, come on, man.
2: I, I'm not even saying this to like, I and mean then come out with something exceptional. I have nothing still. Uh, I guess we'll just go with uh, Parazzo is on her tear. She's a champion a year now, I think, isn't she? Uh, and she, she has Mickey James, she snaps her arm, beats her, and she's like, listen, I'm done now with the women's division. They're all jokes. I'm going on to the men. She goes on a tear. She's going through the men and uh, she starts off with smaller men and she works her way through to bigger and bigger men, beating them every time. She ends up with Falabar. She smashes him up and she's like, there's no one bigger than this lad. I'm literally the, the king and queen of this whole company. There's nothing left for me to prove. I'm, I'm going to start referring to myself as the great Parazzo. Uh, <laughs> and obviously that rivals one great Kali. He turns up. Uh, and he, he's like, Well, I'll have a go. I'll, I'll see if I can stand. And he is literally too big. She can't get the armbar in. She can't hit the pull in pile driver. He is too big. So she gets herself counted out. She doesn't fancy it. She calls in for backup. She gets her, her guy in, Steve Macklin. And they, uh, they two on one, Carly. But Carly calls on a favor. He, you know, he doesn't actually really want to fight a woman, but he'll do a mixed tag match. He'll get his hands on Macklin. He'll bring in his old friend from the WWE, Natalia. Uh, and they'll have a mixed tag match. And that way we can get a Donna versus Natalia match, which will probably be really technical and really good down the line. That's as good as I've got.
1: I mean, I, I always, I just love the base, like the base of the storyline. It's that great Cali's bigger than Bar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, it was, it was a top effort, Matt, but that, that was, that was, that was one for the, uh, uh, one for the booker bingo scrapbook, that Ross. Very, very well played, mate, and a worthy winner.
3: Oh, cheers, man! I feel um, like a absolute champ to have beaten Conman. Yeah, <laughs> I've not won for a while,
2: lads. I think I used up all my ideas the first few weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, do you think this is going to be like like that kind of bit where like now Connell has a really bad run of form? Yeah, and it's just like oh, and then they uh, and then they have a match and then do we not have, remember the Di Matteo mess I a know. few weeks ago? That was absolute awful. <laughs> what was that, mate?
2: The th- the Laura Di Matteo stuff I put weeks back. I wouldn't I wouldn't want my name put on that again. So uh, <laughs> this really is it's bad times over at uh, Connolly HQ. I've had my Russo year. I think from here on in.
1: Oh, wait, also, wasn't there that time where you just cheat-booked Dean Malenko into a few? His
2: real name was Simon Dean, so I just booked (laughs) Dean Malenko in instead of Simon (laughs) Dean.
1: Name change, love it. Right, yeah, that was quality cheers, that lads. I hope you uh, enjoyed editing that, Dom, and not too angry. We've not gone too long, an hour and 20, that's pretty quick for us, right?
3: Yeah, that's an absolute
1: blast for us. Yeah, Mike will be sad, but Dom will be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, lads, kids. Wrestling should be
0: fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. All right, scholars, Wrestling, there we are. The fun, episode 20 fun. in the books. We're getting through these each and every week. Hopefully, I'll get a chance to be back next week, so I'm not the butt of all the editing jokes. Uh, excellent, excellent stuff. Thank you to Matt Brummett, Matt Connolly, and the boss, Ross Casey. But most of all, thank you to you, dear listener, for supporting this each and every week. Don't forget to hit us up on the socials. Until then, no, drink lots of water. Look after your mates.